All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Show. Uh, this week's episode 24. I uh, hope everyone's had a good week. And this week, I am uh, lucky to have Skylar Barrett with us. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. I always good love uh, these once a week conversations uh, I get to have with people and sharing our stories and struggles and how we've overcome it and and, you know, just a path that the Lord has taken us on because every path is different. So, yes, it is. No, and I, I've had a, it's been really cool um, since getting introduced to you to, to go back through and listen to all the different episodes you've had. Um, you know, everyone's so unique and you, you learn a few nuggets and you learn just the, you know, no matter who's walking alongside you on the road or, you know, when you're driving or whatever, you know, they all have a story, right? And our, our, my pastor, I know, always loves to say, you know, everyone has a story and your story matters, right? Amen. And so um, I think that it's always cool to, to hear everyone's background. So appreciate you doing this. Well, thank you for coming on. And uh, as you said, we all have a story and we all have struggles. It's just how you overcome them and kind of deal with them. And I learned the hard way, dealt with things, you know, the wrong way, but uh, the Lord, you know, kept me around to be able to share my story and have people on to share their stories because we're not alone um, yeah. in life is going to hit you. And it's just how you respond. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So I met Skylar through uh, his mom when I was down at Honey Lake and she was like, you need to meet my son. You know, y'all are very similar. And so a year later, here we are. I know. I love it. That's funny. But you, know, you never know how you're going to get connected to people, right? You don't. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. Yes, he does. I love it. Um, yeah. So tell us a little about yourself, Skylar. And uh, you recently just wrote a book, which we'll talk about in a bit. But who is yeah. Skylar? Yeah. No, yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Skylar. Who's Skylar? Um, I'll start at a young age and I'll, I'll end up where I'm at now. So um, like you said, you met my mom. So I, I grew up in a, a family that I was very fortunate to you know, grow up in a family that the, I knew the Lord from a very young age, um, both sides of, from my mom's side and my dad's side, you know, both um, raised them Christian and I, I raised not just Christian, but knew Jesus, right? And I think that was such a unique thing for me. I had a lot of friends who grew up in a Christian home and never really knew who Jesus was, but I knew that from a young age. And, um, you know, I, one of the things growing up, you know, I had such a solid foundation, you know, I had a, a two loving parents, you know, a lot of loving grandparents, aunts and uncles around me. But what I did get to see is I got to see family and friends around me, you know, make a lot of the, you know, the, the, the choices that ended up costing them. Um, you know, similar when I heard your story, Charles, similar, just an easy, an easy one decision to make, right. That, um, you never thought we were, that would take you. And I got to see that, you know, I saw it with my sister, I saw it with a few other people. And so I kind of, by the time I was in junior high and high school, I knew basically everything not to do. Um, and you know, how that impacted, you know, people's parents, how it impacted their friends, how it impacted their future. Um, so I was very always looking at what choices people made. And you know what the funny thing, and it's all true today, no matter if you're, you know, 13 or I'm about to turn 35 here in two weeks, you know, it's, the small choices every day is what matters, right? Mm -hmm. And so I learned that very young and decided to, I'm going to try and make this, the right small choices. Um, and, and that has honestly led me to having a pretty, um, from a worldly perspective, a pretty easy, you know, going, not a lot of trouble life. Um, but I think that's also one of the things too, that, and I'll go into probably more here in a bit, but I think that's one of the things too, that's a, a misnomer, right? 
just because, you know, I didn't have, you know, issues with, you know, substances or issues with, you know, anger or some of these other things. It's not like I didn't deal with the same mental things that people deal with. It wasn't like the peer pressure wasn't hard, right? There was those times in college where I decided not to make that choice and I was alone, you know, at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night when your buddies are out, you know, doing things that that was hard right there was the not dating you know not doing the thing with a girl and that was your buddies were doing right it was like i know i'm making the right choice but man that's a lonely place to be yeah definitely is and you know as we talked about and a lot of people know i you know made those choices and have had to live with them and as we said it's you know never too late and i'm glad i got the wake-up call and you know, took that wake up call. Cause I think if I hadn't, I wouldn't be here having this conversation with you or, you know, have been able to start the podcast and share my story. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And for any of those listening that haven't heard Charles story, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, a real struggle of, uh, the you can tell the lord has good plans for you and the enemy did not want those plans to come true. So no, and the, um, and the enemy tried hard. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that that's not going to be the case. So that's just pretty Amen. awesome. Yeah. So I think um you know I went through you know high school, college. Um, was so fortunate to meet my wife my senior year of college, and she's just the rock for me. Um, and I knew honestly we we um my it was my senior year spring break, and um I w- went back up to Seattle, and we went on a date on a Monday. And we went on another date Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, and I knew I was going to marry her right then. I called my best friend. I was like, I just found, I just married, I just found my wife. And he was like, what? You've been home for like six days. <laughs> but That's I kind of awesome. always knew that was going to be the case. And, um, you know, we got engaged a couple of months later and we'll be 11 years this month. Uh, or Congrats. So, Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, you don't so, you don't hear of marriages always lasting that long nowadays, unfortunately. Yeah. And you know what? And you know, the cool thing, though, is I think for us and why our marriage is so strong is because we fight, right? We we make sure that we don't let the small things, you know, um, not be talked about. We we're daily in the word, too, which makes a huge difference. Right. Mm-hmm. We surround ourselves with, you know, people who love who love the Lord and have strong marriages. And like I mentioned before, we've seen the marriages that didn't work and why right and so we've really taken that to heart and i think a lot of what you what a lot of how you react in life is you're taking in all the things that are happening right and we talk through those whether it be with each other or with you know close friends or our mentors so much of staying on the right path is talking about all the things you're seeing yep. right i agree 100 so, yeah something i didn't do i, I reacted <laughs> and then after reacting it's like oh crap I got consequences now. And if I would have taken a step back and thought about it or broken down and said, you know, men can be vulnerable and talk about what they're going through and not have to put up that wall, you know, life might've been a little different and easier, but you know, we're here now and I've learned um, from those choices and still have a lot of life ahead of me. So you do. Yeah, you do. I agree with that statement though. hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then, you know, I've um, had great jobs. Um, you know, I worked for Boeing for almost eight years and then my best friend got me a job with my current company. Um, so I'm in a run a consulting division kind of for a tech company. Um, and that's been awesome. The Lord's really blessed that. And, 
and we've had two young boys, a seven and a five-year-old that are best friends. And man, it's really cool to be able to take everything I've learned, my wife and I've learned, and be able to really shape these boys' lives um, and, and really use it as we homeschool them. And their textbook is, you know, obviously we do math and history and stuff like that, but their textbook is really the Bible. I mean, we really use Amen. that as like, you know, here's the life lessons to learn. And here's, that's where my seven-year-old is learning to read. Right. And there's enough similes and metaphors and hard words in the Bible. Right. So um, there's ones I can't pronounce. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now, you know, and the Lord's really blessed my wife and I with, um, with a cool platform to, you know, whether it be through my company and and the leadership roles I get to have there. And then my wife through, um, you know, church and different interactions, we really feel like we've gotten this sphere of influence that the Lord's given us. And we've, both been very blessed to have really been holding, held each other accountable and have had enough mentors and people in our life to keep us on this right path to the point where we, we have the capacity and the margin to be there for others. And I think that's, that's a, I mean, I can, I can attribute a lot of that to, to that is having that margin and the capacity to sit down and have those conversations and love on others who are in situations that they weren't as fortunate as, as I was to have. And I, I recognize the, how fortunate I was to have the upbringing and have the wife around me and, and I'm surrounding myself with the, the right people. Yeah, that does make a big difference. Just, you know, over this last year, since everything happened, you know, just talking about my struggles when anxiety hits, talking on it and, you know, bringing it to the light doesn't mean it's going to go away right then, but it just helps speaking on and having someone be able to, you know, listen to you and help you through that. Um, And someone, you know, just in turning to the Lord and giving it up to him is something that, uh, you know, I didn't do before. It was, you know, Lord, don't let me die right now, or Lord, get me through this. And, uh, but now it's Lord, I just give this up to you, you know, whether career, uh, you know, I'm single, want to be married, but, you know, I got to be patient and wait on the Lord to bring her to me when, you know, yeah. he sees fit. And um, so it's a lot of different prayers um, than what I used <laughs> to be praying. But yeah. Um, yeah, just giving it up to him and really diving into the word and because um, he's given us life and can take it away, as I've seen. And, you know, you've seen um, over your life as well. Um, from people that you know so yeah definitely yeah and I mean life is so precious right I mean it can one simple one simple choice can lead to that ending and then and and can unfortunately do it when you have when you're not in the right right you know with right with the Lord and that's that's the scariest thing that's the thing I don't want to see for anybody that's really our passion is man I I don't one there's the salvation part, which is huge, right? Because you don't, you know, you want people to know Jesus. But honestly, life with the Lord and living the way the Lord, you know, lays out in his in his word is way better than what the world offers. I think that's what people are really seeing now. And you can probably attest this, like what the world offers is so cheap. I mean, it mm-hmm. is and Satan's instant gratification. Trick, yep. Yep. And Satan's biggest trick is is making it seem like it's this shiny, wonderful thing that everyone else is loving and you're living this boring life. And really living a life of the Lord is the most wonderful, adventure-filled life than you can imagine, right? Um, and it's peaceful. You get to go to sleep at night. You feel <laughs> peace. Great. <laughs> Amen. I love getting my sleep and waking up, you know, feeling ready to tackle the day. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, life, it's, it has different struggles, but it's different from the worldly struggles that we bring on ourselves or I brought on myself. Um, cause yeah, the world gives you that instant gratification, shiny and looks good, but it, uh, doesn't lead you anywhere really. Mm-mm, it doesn't. And you know, I mean, a lot of people can, the sad thing is a lot of people can get away with it for a long time. Right. And e- even if they don't have the, maybe the, the story you have where it's some of the some bigger consequences came, you know, a lot of people get through life and they're in their 50s, 60s. And then they realize, oh my goodness, I just wasted 30, 40 years. And, you know, they never had any big consequences, but you missed out, right? I mean, I think that's what you really miss out on. That's what I would try and talk to people, like give the Lord a chance and you follow his path and it's fun. Like it's not, it's not this boring, you know, like you just, you don't sit there and you just pray. I mean, no, it's, it's fun. You get these divine encounters and you get to meet amazing people. And, you know, you, you know, there's, there's really, there is a real spiritual realm, right? That's not just something we, we read about or talk about. Like it's a real thing. When you start noticing that it's pretty fun. Yeah, it is. And I'm enjoying <laughs> it and I've always known it, but never lived it per se. You yeah. know, I did as a little kid, but then wandered off down the rabbit hole and, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I, you know, am back here now because it is a much more peaceful life and uh, it is adventurous and uh, much different than the worldly ways, but it's more peaceful and gives gives you more hope and, uh, you know, fulfilling. It's fulfilling. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing, Charles. I'm wondering if you've ever run into people that or ever thought about asking this question. It's funny how let's take like college or career, right? We're, we're taught to like go do informational interviews, like go go um, do an internship, like really learn this job before you jump into it, right? Or really date this person for a while before you marry them, right? But why don't we teach our kids like, go talk to the person that's drinking every night or go talk to the person that tried drugs or go talk to the person that's, you know, doing these things and are they loving it, right? Like we just, we don't talk about those things enough to like really make them real. Like, no, those are real choices. Like go go talk to people who are making yeah. them, see if they're loving their life, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you asked me, you know, maybe at 12 o'clock at night when I'm in it, I would say, yeah, I'm loving it. But the next morning or a few days after, you know, the hangover or just that uh, the the anxiety and the shame and guilt it brought on and and then bouncing around from jobs to jobs, not having a steady relationship, you know, being codependent in a relationship because I wanted to be in a relationship. And so I became what I thought that girl wanted me to be and was yeah. never true to myself. So I was, it was not a fulfilling life. I was always chasing, you know, the next high, whether that was the drugs or the girl or the, what yeah. I thought would be career, you name it. Um, yeah. yeah, I, you know, and as you know, previous guest Danielle was on, um, our younger generation, uh, mental health is big and it's, uh, becoming, more known and uh, she's, you know, making a difference with that younger generation that our generation, you know, wasn't as lucky to have. It wasn't talked about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Have, have, if anyone wants to come talk to me, you know, shoot me an email. I'll be more yeah. than happy to talk to your kids or you <laughs> about yeah. my story. Um, Cause it's, yeah, it's not fun. No. Um but, it's, but that's important. And I love that you're, you're open to do that. And, you know, God bless our parents age, but that generation kind of failed. Right. Honestly. And I don't mind saying that, you know, and whether, whether that's their fault or they didn't even know it. Right. We've, we kind of let TV, you know, culture teachers, you know, whether it be, if they didn't have the right motives, you know, kind of let the world raise our kids 
in a lot Mm -hmm. of sense. And you're starting to see that you're starting to see the impact from basically right around my age to, you know, a little bit younger. And then now you're really seeing it. And we, we have the opportunity now. I think people are waking up and seeing the impact that has on people's you know, mental health, spiritual health, right? And and we need to we need to reverse that. We need to really pour into our kids and spend more time with them and talk to them about these issues, right? So they don't go and make those big decisions, these little decisions that end up impacting their life in such a big way. When if we just would have talked to them about it, they probably wouldn't have made that choice to begin with. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And yeah. um, you know, I think just generations before our parents and generations before them, you know, was just hide, act like everything's good. And, um, and as you said, and we all see that uh, our actions um, and mental health, you know, hadn't been talked about as becoming an issue um, Mm -hmm. and everyone's starting to see that, unfortunately. So um, Yeah. yeah, it's, it's time to, you know, make, make it a, a big topic. Yep. No, it is for sure. Well, that kind of what that's kind of what led me a lot to to write the book that I um, I published this last year. It's called The Blueprint for the Day, starting at God's way. So about you know, probably a year ago, the Lord started really putting you know on my on my spirit that we I no longer have the privilege anymore of kind of being a just a good Christian, right? Like doing the right thing. He was like, no, you need to get into the Word daily, and I'm going to start giving you specific scriptures um, to read each and every morning. Um, and I know I've always been an early riser. Um, I kind of, after college, I got a job at Boeing and had to be up, I had to be, I had a meeting that started at 4.45 in the morning. <laughs> so had to get, yeah, had to get to the, you know, to the factory and park and everything. So I, I but I'd started to kind of drift a little bit away from that, but, and the Lord was like, you know, get up super early. You know, I have a busy schedule, right? I got two kids, my wife, my job. Um, and, and he's like, no, you need to get up early, spend that time with me, start the day with me. And then from there, read those scriptures each and every day so that that is your foundation when you are getting, you know, tempted to, you know, make decisions in business, make decisions with your, with your family. Like when the enemy sneaks in so easily, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's so conniving and he's smart, right? I mean, he knows what he's doing. And so those reading those scriptures each and every day has helped me have this foundation to where when I encounter something now, I'm like, no, I know what the word says. And I, I live on the words. So he's like, then he's like, go write a book. And I was like, go write a book. I'm not, I don't know how to write books. Like I, I can stand up and talk to people all day. And you know, I've been doing that for a long time, but, um, and so he had me write this book and, you know, we had just moved to Florida from Seattle, um, right when he told me to start writing the book. And so I had a lot of free time because I didn't know a lot of other people around. And so, um, and so I would, I just started writing this book and, you know, I've, I've, I put it out and really the, 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 what's behind it is I, I want people, like I was saying, I want people to know what the word says, because it changes your life. It really does. When you start getting into the word and you start really chewing on what the word says and you let it impact your daily life, it changes all everything about it. It changes your mental health because all of a sudden now, right? You read Romans 12, 12 every morning, you're joyful in hope, you're patient in affliction, you're faithful in prayer. So you remember and you're repeating it. No, I'm joyful in hope because I know, I know the hope. I know that there's hope spiritually because I know I get to go to heaven through salvation. I know there's hope in the day because the Lord's going to be with me and he's never going to, he says this where he's never going to give me anything I can't handle. Right. And when you can recite that, take a deep breath and be like, Hey, I'm going to be patient in affliction today. Right. I know there's going to be troubles. And the Lord says, there's going to be only worry about today. There's going to be more troubles tomorrow. Like, you don't need to worry about those. Like your life changes. 
And then you start building upon that. And all of a sudden that mental health, when you're starting to, you know, have issues of like, man, I don't think I can do this. Oh, I just want to, you know, take the, take that cut, you know, cut that corner, you know, work, lie a little bit here. It's not that big of a deal. You start to realize like, no, those are big deals. And when you can overcome those, I think from a, from a, and I never really thought about this book from mental health. Honestly, a lot of Charles listening to you. Um, and then I just got done doing this leadership program through my county where they talked about mental health a lot. I hadn't really equated the two, but now I really see the connection. And I, I think when you start following the Lord and your, your spirit gets right, your soul gets right, that affects your mental health. And it's a foundation that all of a sudden, like, what we've been, what people have been talking about mental health, like, oh, we have the answer, right? Like we have the answer and the answer is the word of the Lord. But then it's not just the Bible. It's us as Christian men and women coming alongside our community, pointing them to that and then taking the time to sit down with them and walk through these issues, you know, because as a new Christian or somebody doesn't know, Lord, what does the Bible mean to you? Not much, right? But for those who have followed it, it's changed your life and you can slowly through loving on people change their life and change their mental health, which changes their eventual family and generations. And we can have a, hopefully we're sitting here in 30 years talking about a generation that's not dealing with the same things that we did. Amen. I would love to see that. And um, it's starting, you know, we're starting to bring awareness and one day at a time, that's all we can do. Cause as you said, in the Bible says, tomorrow will come and we can deal with those problems then. Yeah, no, I loved when you were talking, I think it was Brian in the rock bottom um, one, I think it was, is what he's talking about. Yep. But, you know, he's talking about he realized at one point, it was probably one day at a time, right? Like, and he realized like, wow, that's actually good advice, you know? And it's very scriptural, it's very biblical, right? I mean, he says in Matthew 6 that, you know, you know, just worry about today, don't worry about tomorrow. And that's probably the hardest. I know for me, when I start to have, when I start to feel stressed and I start to feel overwhelmed, anxious it's because i'm thinking about tomorrow It's because i'm thinking about a month down the road i'm thinking about that hard meeting i'm thinking about the mortgage i'm thinking about all these other things and if i just focus on today and what i can handle through the lord like it takes away 98 percent of your problems <laughs> i would agree <laughs> i would agree i mean i've been having anxiety recently and uh with career paths kind of that you know, how to navigate that, uh, being single and not in a relationship. And I don't need to worry about that today because that's not today, you know, that's tomorrow's problems. And if it's not tomorrow's, it'll be the next day. And as we know, life can go away like that. So take today and deal with today's problems and then worry about tomorrow. Cause you're right. It's about 98% of the anxiety and stress is caused from worrying about the future. Well, and how much, how often does any of that, I and mean, one of the things I talk about in this book too, is how often does any of that ever come true, right? How, like, does your thinking about, and I remember when I was single, does thinking about who to ask out and all that, does that ever end up with the person you end up marrying? No, it's, you ask anyone, it's usually like, oh, I got introduced, or I randomly met this person, like, or your job. Most of it usually too is you, you know, you do your hard work, you're diligent, but most of the time somebody introduces you to somebody or mm-hmm. you meet someone on an airplane and they connect you. I mean, most of the time it's not you you put the hard work in, but the worrying never gets you what you actually want. I never got one job from worrying. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, worrying only gives you setbacks sometimes, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, so in your book, um, again, a blueprint for the day, yep. it connects with readers in every season. So whether you're a brand new Christian, you're, you're you know, long in your journey with the Lord, uh, talk to us a little bit about that, you know? Um, yeah. 
kind of that angle of writing it, because uh, that couldn't have been easy. You know, you're writing it for a person in every season. Yep. Yeah, you know, I that was um, that was the hard part. So it was interesting. I had um, somebody help me kind of with that as I was writing it, and and have me focus on okay, who are the reader, who's the reader going to be, and how are you going to write the book? So there's the technical parts of okay, making this you know relatable. But I think from where you're kind of getting at is I, 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 the Lord I think is in a season. We're all in a season right now to where He's revealing things, and I feel like there's a lot of scripture that we've read before that you never really dove into. You just kind of repeat it or you read it and you go over it. And I think what the Lord was doing was giving me kind of some new revelation on some of these and then application. And I think application is something we have, is a lost art um, over the last probably couple of decades. I know I didn't learn a lot of application in school, right? You learned saying, you know, you learned facts and stuff, but you didn't learn how to apply them. And I even, you know, I went to a Christian school all the way through college, right? I learned a lot of Bible, but not how to apply it. How does it apply to your life? And I think that's, yeah the experiences I've had. I wrote this book to how do you read this and then how do you apply it? And whether that be, you know, you're a new Christian or whether that be you're, um, you know, you've, you've known the Lord your whole life because one, I've known the Lord my whole life. I've been blessed that way, but I've also been around people very recently while I was writing this book who had just become to know the Lord or didn't know Jesus. And so I think the Lord really helped me with that. It's a very easy read. My seven-year-old can read it. Um, that was actually probably one of the coolest things is he'll read it in the car or or before, you know, after bed. So I made it very easy. Well, I didn't. The Lord gave me the words to make it really easy and relatable because he's easy and relatable. You know, you get so many of these books that talk about, you know, you know, devotionals and things and you read them, you're like, that's, that must be for someone more mature because I don't even understand what they're talking about. Right. But God's, oh, yeah. God's pretty, he's mysterious. Yeah. So I'll, I'll set that on the side because there's things as you grow in maturity, he starts to reveal more, but for the most part, he's a pretty simple, simple God. And, you know, Jesus is, has a pretty simple message, right? Love others, you know, put me first and, you know, and don't do these few things. And the reason you don't do those is because they'll just lead you down rabbit holes. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to go, right? <laughs> you don't want to go. Don't want to go down this. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so how was the experience of writing the book? You know, it was really fun. Um, you know, I, I um, the way I kind of wrote it was I would, you know, I'd obviously, it was a little easier to write in the sense of, um, I didn't just decide one day, like, oh, I should write a book. And yeah. you know, it was something I was already doing myself. So I already had a lot of my journal notes on these specific scriptures and how it was applying to my life. And so um, I really just took that. And whenever I had five, 10 minutes, I would just write. Um, and so it came together pretty, pretty easily, but I, I really, really every morning, just like, Lord, help me today, write what you want me to write. Um, and so I wouldn't really write until I felt that. And then it'd be like, okay, I got, I feel like it. So I just take the 15, 20 minutes to write it. And so, I mean, it's a pretty, like I said, it's a pretty simple read. So it didn't sound like it took a year to write. It took me a couple months to write, but it was, it's been a long time in my life of following me. So it was something that came, you know, came relatively um, not easy but relatively familiar to me because a you know path that I've been going down on my own yeah yeah well thank you for writing that book because I mean a lot of people need a book like that uh, kind of where do you start or you know I'm feeling dry in my walk with the Lord because you know nothing's happening or um, some people you know I'm too good or whatever so uh, it's definitely a book that is needed. And for me, an easy read. I love an easy read. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You can pick it up on an airplane and finish it before you land. <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is there any advice for any listeners? Uh, anything you want to dive into a little more? Yeah, you know, I think one thing I've been, you know, really thinking about is, um, you know, taking, remember, to, for everyone that's listening, anyone that maybe thinks that, like, they don't have a role in in helping others, right? Or they don't have the capacity to help others. We all have the capacity to help others. And I want to, I want to like kind of shut that down of people, you know, there's a lot of people, maybe you've never been told that, you know, you're worth something. Maybe you've never been told that you can help others, but everybody can, right? And that's a, we got to start cutting these lies we've been told our whole lives, right? And, and really re-examine like, how do you feel? And is that truth or is that a lie? Right. And so if you don't know Jesus, you're listening to this, you've never met Jesus, right? Do it from just a worldly perspective. Is that a truth or a lie? Because even from a worldly perspective, 90% of the times you can discern what's a truth and lie and throw those lies away. Right. And then really surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you, right. And, and, and build you up. And if you know the Lord, then get into the word, right. Get in the word each and every day. Don't take it as a luxury anymore. Like treat it as like, that's the best self-help book that's ever been written. Right. Um, and, and think about it from a perspective. I really feel like is if we start spending the time and taking the, and, and having, and getting margin in our lives, the capacity in our lives. And a lot of that is it's difficult things. It's cutting out the TV shows, the Netflixing and chill, you know, mentality. It's the, you know, sitting down and taking time to spend with your kids, spending time with your friends, spending time with your parents, spending time with your neighbors, giving yourself that margin in life to where you can sit down and have conversations, right? A great example is my wife and I have a neighbor and we were, we've been able to just have her come over and have, have coffee, have, have lunch, have dinner with us. And she's in high school and we've been able to, you know, learn from her and she's learned from us. And now she's able to go into that high school and she has the capacity and the margin now to be the difference maker for somebody, right? And so she's had people in her life who have been so hurting, don't have a great family life, right? And they're and they're not talking about it, right? Like you've mentioned, right? They didn't know, oh, no, I'm tough. Oh my God, I'm not supposed to talk about it. And then maybe they open up to her because something happened and then she has the capacity now because she's been filled up and loved. So now she can love on this person and now she can change the direction of that person's life. And it really, I, only, I honestly think it's that simple, right? Now the dealing with all the baggage and everything, that's not simple. And I'll never, I'll never try to undersell that, what that process is. And I, you, know, you can probably speak to that personally. It's a process. Mm-hmm. But if you can start to chip away at the, and build up the bigger, the, and I'm curious to see what you think on this, the, the small builds, the, the 10 minutes spending with someone, hugging them, talking about their story, I think can overcome the 15 negative things, right? And as you start to build the small things, all of a sudden that past is like, oh gosh, this person loves me and they don't care about my past, right? They only care about my future and putting me on the right path. I couldn't agree with that more. Um... Cause that was something that was a barrier that I put up. <clears throat> I always looked at my past and how it was going to affect my future, whether that was career uh, relationships, you know, how are people going to view me? And mm-hmm. that, you know, held me back. Uh, Cause I was first never living in the moment and enjoying the moment. I was letting it slip by because of my past and worrying about that and how it was going to affect my future. And, um, it was easy to get distracted by the worldly things due to that and surround myself, um, with community that wasn't always uplifting, um, or following the Lord. And when you're around community like that, it's, you know, easy to 
fall and wander down that rabbit hole. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you go in, I'm going to, you know, minister and be a witness to them. But if you're not healthy, you can't minister yep. to someone just like you can't, if you don't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? And, yep. you know, that's something I always tried to do. I didn't love myself, but I always wanted to love others. And, um, yeah. And my story, uh, got worse. And, uh, I hope anyone listening that, uh, their story doesn't have to get to where mine did, uh, because mm-hmm. it's not fun as we just talked about, uh, you know, the drugs, the heavy drinking, the sleeping around, the, you name it, it's not fun. It might be fun in that current moment, but it, it that decision can affect the rest of your life. Um, and it's, it's not worth it. Um, yeah. so the community you surround yourself with is huge. Um, and I'm seeing, been seeing that over the last year and it started, I was texting your mom, uh, maybe yesterday, I think, cause she texts me every, after every episode or at least once <laughs> a week to check in on me and, um, uh, just let, let me know how proud she is of me and that she loves me. And that just means so much, but she was the first person I met at Honey Lake. Um, oh, okay. and just how, welcoming and you know receiving she was uh she uh came and it was dinner time i'd done all my intake and stuff and she was outside and i was like this woman looks like you know she's someone i need to kind of hang around with and you know and uh <laughs> kind of a motherly figure and i'm glad i sat down and she invited me to sit down and have dinner with her and that's kind of how our relationship started and i think that's even awesome. at that you know table sitting outside uh, she was like, you remind me of my son. Um, <laughs> and a I year later, here we are talking and I know. the Lord's awesome. He is, isn't he? That's awesome. I love hearing that. And my mom's uh, quite the nurturer. She loves to, loves to encourage. And that's, uh, that's big. You need people in your life to encourage you. Right. And I think a cool thing that, um, I'll, I'll kind of, kind of maybe finish up on advice too, is, um, one thing I feel like we fail in society so much is the follow-up, right? Like, there's the like, oh, I, I know you're dealing with this. We talk about it. And then there's no follow up, right? Like yep. it, we need the follow up. You need the text every episode. How are you doing? How did that go? Like encourage, you need the constant follow up and encouragement, right? And, and I, I think that's a lost art and something that I would encourage you. If you have someone in your life, you know, be the encourager and people will start encouraging you too, right? Be that difference. And then someone will be the difference for you, right? The Lord doesn't leave you hanging that way. But sometimes you got to be the one that starts too. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there's people that I know currently that are going through stuff, and um, the old me would have reached out once, you know, maybe had one follow up, and then kind of forgotten about it because life got busy. You know, the worldly pleasures took over. You name it. But mm-hmm. now that I'm a year out and uh, healthier and have done a lot of growing. Um, that has been big for me, you know, just seeing how people that are struggling and going through life things uh, need that support and people to come around them and mm-hmm. kind of be there for them just as people were for me. Um, yeah, just checking up on them, you know, saying, hey, what can I pray for you uh, specifically? You know, what can I do to help you? And then not just asking, but actually doing it yep. and then continuing to follow up and make sure that they're good. And, um, cause everyone's story struggles are different. Each day is going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's about who you surround yourself with in the community and making sure everyone else is good just as well as yourself. Cause if you're not healthy, you're not good. Can't be there yep. for others. Can't no. And that's, 
that you hit the nail on the head there though. I love that, the, the, that follow up and cause you need it. Right. We all need it. Yeah. And even if you don't feel like doing it, you need to do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> cause yeah. Cause and I think a lot you. of people think, I think that's a, 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 you know, going back to the lie. I think that's a lie people think too. It's like, Oh, if I, if I, my heart's not really in it, then I shouldn't do it. No, do it. Cause it ha- it's, it's building a habit. Right. And then, and eventually wherever you put your time, your finances, your energy, that becomes your heart. Right. Even if you didn't want to do it the five times, eventually it's going to become, that's going to be because you want to do it because now you're invested. I couldn't agree more. And thank you you to all the people listening who have done that for me, because without y'all, I wouldn't be here having this conversation and (laughs) learning, learning and growing my walk with the Lord through Skylar. (laughs) That's awesome, Charles. I love it, man. Thank you. Well, anything else before we end? No, I would just say, you know, um, you know, I would love to, if anyone wants to reach out and, and, you know, talk, you know, feel free to reach out to me. My wife and I have our ministry on our website at info at mustardseedfaithinvestments.com. I got my number there too. You guys can reach out, love to chat, love to talk to you about regardless of what it is in life, right? You know, we all need someone to reach out to and, um, you know, I'm open myself up to that, especially if you've had a story too, where maybe you, the world doesn't see the struggles you've had, but you've had them. I think sometimes those are, it can create just as much, you know, lack of that mental health and spiritual health that you need to t- reach out and talk to people. So it doesn't get to a point, you know, where you start making choices that are going to hurt you. So open that up. So anyone and Charles, again, man, really appreciate it. Really appreciate what you're doing. You know, you're making an impact. You're making a difference each episode at a time. And um, yeah, loved loved hearing your story. Well, thank you. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, we uh, were able to meet through your mom and uh, build a relationship and continue to have it uh, because we, you know, I need more people like you in my life. So thank you. Same same with you, man. All right, y'all. Well, uh, again, a blueprint for the day and they can get that on Amazon. Amazon. Yep. You can pick it up on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And one more time, what was your website for people? Uh, Mustardseedfaithinvestments.com. All right. Well, y'all heard it. It's open line of communication if you want it. So go yep. uh, order his book, uh, reach out to him with any struggles, you know, conversations you want to have. And uh, Skylar, thank you again for just taking time away from your wife, kids and uh, sharing your story and uh, more about your book and uh, the Bible and, you know, what it means to you and how we can apply it to our lives. So thank you. No, I really appreciate that, Charles. You have a wonderful night and uh, thanks to everyone that listened. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in to the rabbit hole show. Uh, again, if you have any questions, comments, want to come on the show, uh, please uh, reach us by email, the rabbit hole show 21 at gmail.com. And thank you all again. And we'll uh, be in touch next week. Thank you all.